You're listening to Caffeinate Your Career with Jennifer Way of Way Solutions. Way Solutions is an HR consulting firm that serves companies and individuals by connecting retention strategies with personal career management. Some of their sample corporate clients include Disney, HCA, Morgan Stanley, Nissan, Honda, Dr. Pepper, and many more. Jennifer's newest book, Caffeinate Your Career, is a collection of career management actions that you can finish with your cup of coffee. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's jump in. Session five, results and the possibilities. And in this session, we're going to talk a little about what the possibilities look like. I know there's some visual items that we can use to distinguish what this is. We're also going to be talking about a really key, one of the many tools. We've talked about a couple tools so far, but I know, Jen, you're going to share one of the key tools that really can help unlock that first door that might be in between you and getting unstuck. And we're also going to talk a little about maybe a story or two of some examples, and then boom, we're going to wrap it up. And I know you've got some ways to kind of call to the to what happens next. So this is might be the end of this five sessions, but it's really only the beginning. Absolutely. So let's jump into this results and the possibilities. I think we should maybe start with, let's just jump right into one of those key things that I know you speak to frequently to the people you're helping and what it is and most importantly, how it can help. So here's the thing. In corporate America, there's only two ways to get anything done. You have the authority to get that thing done or you have the influence to do the thing. That's it. Two ways. When is the last time you heard someone talk about when to use which? It's nearly never. It's almost never. And I believe that um, there are skills involved in when you should be using your authority and when you should be using influence and how to create more of both of those things. And I think um, you can do that with a lot of intention. Also, I think what's important to think about that is who are the people who have influence and who are the people who have authority that are going to have some measure of control over the outcomes that you might be seeking? Maybe that outcome is a promotion. Maybe that outcome is a better or high quality work assignment that's very, you know, people are very competitive over. Maybe it's about, um, of course, raises or promotions. But all those things, you need people who have the authority to grant those things to you or have the influence to influence those with authority to grant those things to you. You need them on your side. Who's championing, who's advocating for you in your career? And If you know who those people are, both inside and outside of your company, as what I would recommend you look at, but if you know who those people are, what are you communicating to them? What are the sound bites and the the value that you bring that you're advertising to them appropriately, not in a self-promotion sort of way, not in a way that makes me roll my eyes and and think, oh, gosh, you know – that you might be a little bit too tit for tat. I'm going to do this for you and you do this for me because that's not the spirit of what I'm talking. But I am talking about if no one knows what you are doing, then they are going to be very hard pressed to be able to help you to the degree that they probably should and even could. You have to help them help you. But most importantly, you have to help them 
Right? I mean, I don't know I'd be saying that kind oh, of wrong. No, okay. that's a hundred percent right. I said it. I was like, I don't know if that's okay. that's really true. I think value bringing value to those people gets attention and makes them help helps them understand kind of that you're on the same that you're on the same frequency that you understand what value is and that you're that that, that allows them to acknowledge and recognize that value that you're bringing. Right. I mean, I talked about a woman who worked super hard to get a promotion and uh, did all this extra work. And in fact, her boss actually didn't give her a good review and did not promote her because she spent a lot of his time and resources that he was paying for on a project that didn't have relevance to their department. Right. This this kind of out of alignment thing happens all the time. If you've got to be in alignment with the person who has authority and influence to to really affect your outcome. Yes, you, there's been a lot of great stories during this, and the one you just mentioned was one of one of those. What do you like to? What's the story that comes to mind when you start thinking about some of the results and the possibilities that really are available to you if you find this customized approach to using your skills and and how you're adding value to others and how it all kind of is a, a symphony together? Well, what I've found in my experience honestly has been quite surprising and shocking to even me. And what I've noticed and observed through my clients and, you know, seeing this over and over and over and over and over thousands of times is that oftentimes very small, what seems like insignificant behaviors or choices can lead to dramatic results. Results that I wouldn't even think was possible. That if you walked in my office and said, hey, I want to double my pay in this next job. I would be like, yeah, I don't. We'd be talking about the market. We'd be talking about expectation setting. And, I, you know, I don't believe people should be unrealistic. I want you to be educated. But the truth is, is that possibilities are endless. Endless. And, you know, we know this like in a sales perspective. I can talk to one person who wants to buy a book or I can talk to another person who's going to buy 400 books. It's the same type of conversation. It takes about the same amount of time, right, but has a dramatically different outcome. And I think that that's what this is really, really about. No one knows all of what is possible for you. There is a unique skill set that you bring. You bring a unique story, a unique career career trajectory that, that lends itself to a certain type of result set for you. And I like to think about that like a pie. Yes. And I always tell people, the it's pie. like a pie. The pie of possibility. I love that. Right? Who doesn't love pie? Love, so we have a pie. And pie. it's the pie of possibilities, which means that there's all kinds of things that are possible that live in that pie. Now, we all know that there are some things that are impossible that live outside the pie. Right? We know that there are things that are possible. Some things are impossible. So th- things that are possible. When you say in, that's possible in your pie, those are things that you could do realistically that you could do or you could achieve so for example a promotion might be in your pie a new job title might be in your pie um a million dollars might be in your pie i mean that sounds like oh no a million dollars is not my pie that's impossible right so we have beliefs about what we think is possible for ourselves right i'll never forget um i was i was working and i had a I had an amazing boss. In fact, uh, the book Caffeinate Your Career is actually in part dedicated to him. Um, His name is Greg. And and I call him on a regular basis to just thank him for not firing me, actually, because, oh, my gosh, I can't believe 
what he put up with from me. I was a challenge, to say the least, to say the least. But he really taught me a lot about this. And I'll remember one day we were sitting there talking. He's like, how long do you think it's going to be before you make $100,000? I didn't. I didn't know a single person who made $100,000. And my first thought was, you mean in my lifetime? Will I make $100,000 in my lifetime? I mean, I was very young, obviously, but how long before? He's like, no, in a year. How long before you make $100,000 in a year? It was inconceivable to me. I had never imagined that I would someday make $100,000 in a year. That felt way, way, way beyond my scope. He's like, it'll be less than three years. And the truth was it was less than three is years. Is he just saying two. this to you because he knows you? Or is he just like, what prompted that? I think that um, I think he saw me. I think he saw the value I was bringing to the table. I think he worked very, very hard to help me speak and say my value out loud. And he gave me a career trajectory and a whole series of steps that led very, very quickly to that six-figure salary. I was very young, and I didn't realize that it was that close. I had no idea. And I think there are people every day who don't know how close or far some of these goals really are or what is possible. And that's what I think is the most challenging about this pie of possibility. We are terrible at determining what should live in or out of the pie. Some people overestimate what they should make, and they think that that's possible and it's impossible. Sometimes we undervalue ourselves and underestimate what is possible, and we think there's no way. We're terrible at judging that. Now, here's where the problem comes in. The problem comes in is once we have decided this is possible and it's in the pie or it's not possible, it's out of the pie, right? We act as if that's the truth. And when we behave that way that that's the truth, what happens is we start eroding the pie and we end up with this teeny tiny sliver of what was possible. So that that happens. Like, can I, okay, so we'll kind of pause here for a moment and tell me how does that erosion occur? So when you say there's something outside of the pie and you want that. Well, you don't know if it's in or out. That's my know. point. Okay. We think it's out. We think right? it's out. We think it's out. Let me give you some examples of real life. And then I think that'll clear it up. For example, I had a woman. She is a mother of two. Um, she was in sales feeling very insecure about her position. And... Uh, there was a lot of big sweeping changes going on in, inside of her company. She came to me because she thought she needed a new job. And maybe she did need a new job, but I wasn't for sure about that. And I said, well, let's work on tools that will help you where you are and prepare you and help you get another job. Right? That made sense to her. So we started working together. And interestingly enough, we were working together probably three or four months. And my point to her was this. The inside of chaos is oftentimes a lot of opportunity. What might feel chaotic and feel insecure oftentimes is an indicator of opportunity. I wonder why that's the case. Um, because when people uh, are reacting to problems and somebody can step up to solve a problem, that oftentimes leads to negotiating power. In her case, she ended up ne negotiating a 56% raise. Now... If she had come to me and said, Jen, I want a 56% raise, I would have talked to her about, well, maybe that's not very possible, 
right? Yeah. Like the right. average raise is 3%. And we would have had this conversation about the market and the employer and the odds of that kind of increase, et cetera, et cetera, right? Hmm. But the truth was, it was possible. We just didn't know it. But what we did was craft behaviors that would leverage all of whatever was possible. Instead of narrowing that down, we opened it up. And it turns out that 56% raise in the pie. Who knew? Right? So the way you can kind of clear the fog is crafting your behaviors to leverage what you have, leverage That's the correct. skills that you have. And then and leverage what's going on organically. Around organically around you mm-hmm. with with just what's happening. I mean, that's that means everything. It does. It means behaving in ways that doesn't erode what is possible for you. Now, I see people erode what's possible all the time. All the time. Now, now how does that happen? Why does that happen? Okay, for example, we had an intern, uh, a video intern. And uh, this intern was filming a first on-site event. And... He didn't do a particularly good job of prepping for being making sure he was prepared for that. I think he felt a little insecure. He was running a bit late the morning of, so I think he felt a little bit insecure. But when he got there, it was really hard. There was a lot of technology issues that were not his fault, that were not his problem, that were not solvable on our side, that it had to do with the venue, right? The next day, he quit. He quit his internship 10 minutes before he was supposed to come in. What he didn't realize was that I had a gift card for him, a $50 gift card for him, that I was going to thank him and commend his grace under pressure because he was very graceful under pressure. It was a high stress moment for him. And I wanted to acknowledge that. Right. But he thought I was going to yell at him. He thought I was going to be mad. He felt bad. Right. So therefore, he behaved as though that were true. And then lo and behold, he did. He he eroded that possibility. When you talk about crafting behaviors, fear can be what crafts your behavior, and often does, and often in the most powerful ways. It is this fear of the unknown, or what we think could happen, or what we think. And and you know, I don't want to overstate this either, because we have to have realistic expectations to protect ourselves from being disappointed all the time, too. I'm not saying that every response is going to be this big, over-the-top uh, win. But what I'm saying is those big, over-the-top wins are often possible, far more often possible than we give credit. It just depends on our own behavior. And we just don't realize that. Yeah. And I know that's really that's something that's super important to you. You want I've heard you say you want all the pie for your client. You want oh, all yeah, the pie. Oh, yeah, I want them to get all the pie. <laughs> Give them all the because that because helping them unlock the avenues to to keep from corroding what opportunity that they have. You know, that's And the resort the it's not just and the results and the and the opportunities and the results and the rewards and the rec- recognition and the feel good parts of all the things they're working so hard and they have contributed in so many real ways i want them to get all of the goodness for that and what i find is that they're behaving in ways that rob them of all the goodness So it's especially powerful when I watch people, you know, I'm not in that negotiation with you. I'm not in that job uh, interview with you. 
If you're my client, what I'm doing is giving you tools and support because the truth is that no one can navigate your career but you. No one can do it. No one can do it for you. Not your mama, not your spouse, not your boss, and not me. My job is to give you the truth and the system. And if you can, if you understand how the system works, you can work it. And if you don't understand how that system works, you're getting worked over by it. And it's amazing what happens when you know that. Yeah. You're in the dryer. Like I'm, I just for some reason visualize clothes in a dryer and you're just, and it's just those clothes are getting knocked around and in a circle in a loop. It doesn't stop. There's a lot of heat. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's hard. No fun to be in the dryer. No. It's no fun to be worked by the system. <laughs> well, and that's when I think a lot of people start making their way to working with me is at, in that moment where they feel like, oh, my gosh, we've been round and round and it's getting hot in here. And, you know, they've been knocked around a little bit and they're feeling it. That's I think they seek out some new solution. You know, I had a woman who um, she had been in an extensive job search. She she'd been making seventy three thousand dollars a year. Um, she had been undervalued in her previous role. She couldn't really articulate her value in what I thought was the most powerful way. So all we did was literally change how she talked about herself, change her talk track, changed her summary on her resume, added a few keywords, and punched up a couple bullets. Really, literally. And she got a job offer for $145,000. Now, if she had said, I want $145,000 in my next role, <laughs> again, I probably would not have behaved as if that was possible. I would have been trying to tone down that expectation. Yes. But it's about making sure that you control the behavior. If your behavior is aligned, if it's authentic to who you are, but puts your best foot forward, if you can do that and protect your relationships with the people in power and authority and influence that are going to influence those results, this is the behavior that you need to study. And it's not just that. It's not just in job search. It's not just negotiating or, you know, raise a promotion time. I think it's about survival sometimes, too. I had a client who um, the consultants were swarming. She works in a big, huge multinational organization. The consultants were everywhere. She felt like they were going to start, you know, moving departments around, making cuts, uh, trying to be more efficient uh, with their resources. And so, you know, she felt like she was being undervalued. And quite honestly, I agree with her. She was being undervalued by probably about four layers of leadership in her organization. That's a whole lot. That's you're kind of like <laughs> that's really and it's, it's so depressing. Like she's working so hard. She was doing so much great work. Now, there are other parts of the organization that recognized and acknowledged her value. You know, her clients loved what she was doing. The field loved what she was doing for for them. They valued it. But for whatever reason. And I don't even speculate on what that was. But for whatever reason, her line of business was not valuing that. But she'd worked there for a really long time. And I was like, gosh, I hate to see you give all that up. And her reputation and her connections and her resources that she had accumulated there. So we started talking. She'd been looking for a job inside of the firm for a year. She'd had no luck. Um, and I simply suggested... Why don't you just move to another line of business? And she's like, well, I've been trying to for like for a year. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you love what you're doing. You love your department. Why don't you just take your whole department and move over to a whole other line of business? 
She's like, do people do that? I'm like, well, I mean, no, not typically. But so what? Like, why don't we talk about that? And you know what? Initially, I think she thought I was crazy. But a couple weeks went by, a hallway conversation, and somebody happened to say, gosh, I so wish you guys worked for us. And she leapt right on that. She booked a lunch with that person. She's like, we should talk about that over lunch. She booked a lunch with that person. We worked on the deck to pitch him. Uh, He bought it. We worked on his deck to pitch somebody else. And lo and behold, in like eight weeks, in in this massive, massive organization that takes forever to make any decision, in eight weeks, we'd moved her entire department over. We saved her job. She got more money. She moved up a couple layers in the organization, so she got basically a promotion with it, too, and saved her department. Did I think that was possible? Maybe. But I didn't know. She thought it was crazy. But guess what? In the end, that's what happened. So I know previously we were talking about one of the first steps is to take an inventory of your skills. And one way to do that is Resume, you know, quote unquote resume. It's the, it's, but it's not about the resume. I've heard you speak about that before. But this, the reason I'm bringing this up, because we're, we're starting to wrap up this five part series that is in support of Caffeinate Your Career. And the next step, you know, this, I said it at the beginning of this, this is the end of this, but it's really just the beginning. So when someone's thinking about wanting to take control over their own behavior and trying to think about getting unstuck and they're trying to just they're just trying to get out of the fog and they want to find more clarity all of the above one easy thing to do i mean there's all sorts of options how someone could work with you i but mean the book is full of options i mean the smallest of actions you can finish them in less than 15 minutes full there's 10 different areas that you can manage in your career 10 different areas. You can be working on your network activity. You could be working on career champions. You could be working on um, your uh, learning and development. But start with making sure you understand your own skill set. And that is really hard because it starts to swirl around in our brain and it's like a big circle and fog up there. Uh, It's hard to get a lot of clarity. So I, I recommend writing it down. In, in a lot of cases, as you mentioned, I, re- I really recommend updating your resume. It's a perfect opportunity to update your resume. Uh, the trouble is that we hate resumes. It feels like um, pulling teeth to get ourselves to sit down and do that and pushes us to the, to the uh, Netflix binge on the couch. But I think it's real important that we have a way of really remembering who we are and what we really have achieved. And being able to write that down and just to stop and make a list, make a list of 15 or 20 hard skills, make a list of all of your achievements. What are you most proud of? A person that you call at work to be like, oh, my gosh, I just did this thing. You'll never believe it. What do you tell that person? What are the things that you would tell about that? Write down your whole list of achievements. Work it back into a resume. That's a great idea. But it's, it's not 100 percent necessary to really capture what I'm talking about. Too few people track their achievements and we're all moving so fast it's as if they didn't occur and that's not just true of you that's true of your boss too remembering what happened three months ago or six months ago so much has happened since then that we scarcely go back to really review or remember that and we lose we lose so much Uh, it gets just kind of eroded away of what we've done 
So get the book is what you're saying is one of the next steps. Another next step is if you want someone to bounce your, I don't want to say ideas off, but bounce your skills and your self-reflection off of to see, hey, how does, it's so close. We've talked about that before on this already. You're so close to this, but they could, you know, someone could talk with you about this help me understand. They could and they do on a regular basis. I mean, that's a big part of our practice is I think our business is about 40% individual coaching with people to help them no matter what the outcome they're going after. Maybe it's um, preparing for a review. Maybe it's about getting a promotion or a raise. Maybe it's about a new job. Maybe it's just to make sure that you're ready if something were to happen. You sense some changes on the horizon. Get out in front of that. You're not alone. You know, I'm an advocate for you in your career, right? And and I'm somebody who, you know, I'm not talking about one instance of hiring people. I've hired, I've helped hire tens of thousands of people. I've been a part of thousands of hiring discussions, thousands of promotion discussions. And it's that kind of insight across industry, across uh, skill level and so forth that I think People find a lot of value in that. And it's also about, I think, simple things. My goal is always to give you the smallest and easiest thing to do that will give you the greatest amount of impact on the result. That is absolutely. And that's what this book is really all about. It is a collection of, of micro actions, super small investments of time. Because let's face it, we don't have time to do more. I mean, if anything, we need to prioritize and figure out what we should be doing less of, quite honestly. We, I mean, physics are, impo- you know, physics are, are a law. Like, you really need to know where you, where you, sh- where you should prioritize and what you should be lo- working on. Um, and, and, of course, follow that. These are micro actions. You're already spending the time doing something, some derivative. But are you getting the result? Are you getting the reward for that? Are you really getting the gains, the recognition, the result. And that's what we're going to focus on. Good. It's all good. I am really, I've enjoyed this. This has been so much fun to go through these sessions together. I've learned a ton and it's just the beginning, you know, there's now, now is when it really can get interesting. Now, when, now is when you can really start to dig into transformation and that refresh that you're just so thirsty for. Yeah, it's it's a journey and one that it will fuel and empower you once you realize and start recognizing the results that are possible. Once you get out there and start taking some of those small actions and seeing what comes back from that. You know, it's a long journey. You need to have people who are your cheerleaders and champions along the way. And the people who love you can be good cheerleaders. They can't always be good champions. You know, they can be good cheerleaders. They can't always be good advocates. But make sure you have a collection of cheerleaders, advocates, and champions to really support you on your on your journey. And just remember, it is a journey, and you have lots of options, tons more options than you probably even know. And that's, I think that's the biggest key is identifying more paths to what you want. And when you have more options, you can make better choices and get better outcomes. So how can someone connect with you and learn more about the book, learn more about your coaching? Well, they can certainly check out uh, the caffeinateyourcareer.com website. That's about the book. They can certainly reach out to me directly, jennifer.way at way, W-A-Y, solutions, plural, dot com. 
Um, and let's have a conversation. I, mean, I think that that's what this is really about is starting a conversation. It's starting a journey. And you're already doing all the work. Let's do it smarter. Let's get better outcomes. And let's be more mindful. Thank you. Thank you.